on, guys? Welcome to the Too Much Test podcast. Uh, I'm here with Sam Stolt. We're going to be talking about all kinds of man stuff, gear, fun stuff. You know, you know how we do it. Um, we've got some sponsors here. The Ultimate Gym Towel. That's my personal brand. I use mine every single day. Uh, check out the website. It does a lot of cool stuff. Discount code 25% is TMT25. And I'll pass it over. Uh, and Sam's glitched out. That was that was me. Okay, so hopefully you can hear. Uh, the other sponsor we have is the TriggerBrand.store. The, the TriggerBrand.store. Cool. Different peptides, different research compounds. You guys can check them out if you want to support the channel. They also have a discount code TMT10. So TMT10 for 10% off uh, your peptide order over there. But, bro, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? Hey, we uh, have some news that we actually, even though we've known each other for, has it been three, five years? I don't know. How long has it been? I think a little over two, if I had to guess. So uh, really, I thought it was closer to three years because I feel like we've chatted way before we actually started. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Uh, but we actually met in person. Uh, you live a couple hours away from me, and we decided to meet up and do some uh, disc golf. Yeah, and then, and being the brilliant social media people that we were, I realized we didn't even take any pictures or anything. <laughs> we totally forgot. <laughs> this is true. We didn't do any. We didn't do any of that at all the entire time. Which, yeah, but so, no, it was really really good time. Um, if you've never tried disc golf, I would recommend checking it out. Just YouTube disc golf. You can get into it for like thirty bucks, and like just to like just to like set the mood. Like I rolled up with like a disc golf bag and like 15, 20 discs. Sam pulls like three discs out of his trunk, and I would say we played pretty much pretty much the same. So I was thinking, I got all my discs. I've been playing for like two, three years, on and off. And Sam just fucking just goes out there and just starts ripping discs like it's <laughs> like you know, he does it all the time. <laughs> because I feel that, um, and you probably we we see this in the gym, right? People or like with uh, gear, right? There's people who take far more gear than I take, but then like. I look better than them. And I'm not that like, it's just, I think the consistency of the act of the small stuff really makes a big difference over time. So with the discs, I'm like, if I can be consistent with the, just these three discs, like, and the consistency of the arm movement type technique that should allow me to achieve a better overall score than trying to rotate or trying to learn eight different discs at once. Um, but the driver that I use, so Disc golf is similar to regular golf if you've never played before, where you have like a driver, you might have a mid range, and then you have the putter. That uh, driver I had never actually used before, uh, before we that day, like before Saturday or whatever day it was that we met up. It was pretty, pretty damn good. It was I'm a good awesome. time, man. I had fun. So yeah, it was definitely a good time. Check out disc golf. You can play it for $30. You can smoke weed while you're playing, you can drink beer. Lots of people do it. You don't have to take it too seriously, but just get out in nature and touch grass. And um, speaking of gear, I actually, um, you ask me this every time we do the podcast, like, did you change anything? What are you taking? Did you adjust your dosage? And I actually started taking DECA again, and I've taken DECA before, Nandrolone, Decanoate, um, pretty much take it for joint pain in my shoulders, but I do feel strong as shit when I take it. So it's a pretty sick compound. Um, you do hold some water, but I made a little mistake, and I was telling you this before we started. So... I was like, all right. I was like, I'm, it was, I actually took two weeks off the gym and um, because of shoulders. And I was like, all right. So, so this is sun, uh, Saturday. I was like, let me, uh, 
me front load 150 milligrams of nandrolone, get it flowing through my system so that, you know, my shoulders feel a little better on Monday. And I've taken 150 milligrams before and it fucks up my libido, man. It, it fucks it up. Like it just makes it like hit or miss. It's like, I want to fuck, but then I get tired and I don't feel like putting the effort into it. And I've also, dude, my hunger this week has been through the roof and it's not because I'm on MK677. I've been taking that for months, no issues. The only thing I changed was added in 150 milligrams of DECA. Bro, I've been eating like an animal. It's crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Well, so what was the, what, what, how did it specifically affect the uh, libido? It's only been a week, right? A couple of days. Yeah. So what was like, you, you're like, hey, you want to, but then you're just like, hmm. really not there or like the desire or is it more so like, hey, um, my cock's not hard. We're like, how would it? No, no, I haven't. I've never got ED issues off of DECA. Um, I dude, for, it's kind of like, it's kind of like libido, like hits in waves. Like if I'm on like high test, like it's on my mind pretty much all the time. But with like, when I get, go past hundred milligrams of DECA, it's like, all right, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And then I'm like, eh, maybe I'll watch some YouTube. <laughs> 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 so it's just not that constant libido. And I've experienced that before. I didn't think that I would experience that just because I don't have any DECA in my system. So I was just getting like a solid base and then I'll drop back down to 100. Before I had run 100, 100, 100, and then I tried 150 and I noticed the side effect and I dropped back down to 150. But this time I was surprised that it, that it, you know, it hit that quick, but I mean, it's not a huge deal. I'm going to drop back down to 100. I'll be fine. So were you doing... Um... Were you doing, you said 100, 100, 100. Were you doing 300 milligrams a week? Or do no, you no, 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 no. I was, I was talking about the weekly dose, like 100, 100, 100. I had like a steady supply of DECA in the system, and then I jumped it up to 150. I think I did it for two weeks, and I noticed that side effect, and I was like, nope, down to 100. Would you try Trent? <sighs> if, you, if you caught me four or five years ago, yes, I would, but not now. No, fuck what, that. What about, what about just like, 50 milligrams a week. Or <laughs> or Stop peer pressuring me, Sam. I don't just, want to take trends. Like what, what if, what if it just showed up at your door and you had <laughs> a friend and it was, it was 50 milligrams per milliliter. Um, would you, you use it? Knowing myself better than I knew myself in the past. I know that if I did 50 milligrams and I was in the gym and I was fucking feeling super physiological, then I'd be like, huh, haven't had any side effects on 50 let's try 100 you know and so and, and, and you know up and up um if i was no i wouldn't take trend dude because i mean there's i'm not lean enough and i'm not competing to where trend would really make a difference i'm not looking for strength because i don't want to fuck up my joints and get injured i mean if i was to do something like you know if i was trying to like tighten up i'd do something like anavar or winstrol or you know something more of a you know a, a dry compound I just wouldn't but, jump to trend. But trend does out of like all of these steroids, I feel like trend probably has the best fat burning ability out of all the different compounds out there. I mean, not I'm, steroids, not not like DNP or like other things, uh, clan or something like that. But uh, it does have really good fat burning, right? With the trend. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. That's the reason it's used in contest prep, and you know, but. You know, actually, I just I actually read something on Reddit uh, just popped in my head because you mentioned DNP. Some guy was posting about how uh, his cousin actually died from DNP. He only had uh, 
guess according to the toxicology report, he had 94 milligrams in his system, which apparently isn't crazy for DNP. Don't quote me on that. But he died from a heart attack caused by hyperthermia. So his body basically cooked on the inside until his heart couldn't take it and his heart died. And the guy's dead. It was like, he's like 30 something, if I remember correctly. Well, so I wonder though, like if you had 90, so you basically have 100 milligrams in your system, but does that do like after you die does that just stay in your system right like so you know how there's a half-life and so say cypionate you have seven days roughly and you take day one and in day seven it's you know take you take 200 milligrams you're at 100 a week later um but if you die say on day four does that still continue to go down as in it's just degrading in your body or because think about a toxicology report, right? That's done days later, weeks, yeah. later. like a week later was when that done. So yeah, the dose I don't know, but I mean, at the same time, yeah, you're, you're, it's four days later, but your, your blood system is, has been pumping it all. So everything's just kind of trapped where it is. So I don't, I, that's a fantastic question. I don't know. I, I hope no one has to figure that out on me, <laughs> but I just thought that was kind of crazy, you know, like, cause I remember back in the day there was like a, a thing of ecstasy pills going around that had, it was a different form of MDMA. And it was, if I remember correctly, it like shut off something in your brain, which regulates your temperature. So people are out dancing with glow sticks. They're not drinking a lot of water and they just start cooking from the inside and they end up dying. Pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. That that's also not like even that big of a dose. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, it was just a Reddit post. So, I mean, the guy could have been miss, you know, misspoken, but I mean, it was just kind of crazy. I've never, I mean, I've heard DMP is dangerous, you know, doesn't it just like uncouple your mitochondria and like, so it, and it creates thermogenesis in the body. So your body's always warm and burning more calories. I, ha- I haven't recovered. I like, I really like DMP. I've used it many times over the years. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's exactly what it does. You know, the, the best like analogy I've thought of for, explaining how dmp works is like uh you've got a mustang right so and it's manual but what happens if you go say 40 miles an hour or say 35 miles an hour in first gear yeah the engine's just pegged yeah exactly so you your rpms are way up which is you know it might be fun to drive like that for short periods of time but the the amount of gas you're using is ridiculous right because your, your rpms are way up yeah, you're and, only going 35, but you're at, you know, 6,500 RPMs. And so the same idea with your mitochondria. So when it uncouples your mitochondria, there's peripheral effects of it, like that are not just that, but the, the primary thing is that. And because the mitochondria is the energy center or like the, you know, the fountain that produces the en- energy that we use, ATP, it's just going buck wild, boom, boom. And it also makes it like, because it's kind of running at full throttle, it makes it, you can think of like the engine heating up, right? If you're running at 6,500 RPMs, your engine is hotter uh, yeah. than it was if it's at 2,000 or 2,100 RPMs or 1,800 or something. But it also makes the ability of your mitochondria to produce ATP, it reduces that. Like, it's like if you had, you know, an extra like 
small leak in your each cylinder, just a micro leak or in each cylinder, you couldn't produce the same amount of power you would or the combustion you would in your in each cylinder. So kind of like that with your mitochondria. So this all these things combine together so that you like really start to sweat. One of the first times I took um I took DMP was in Hawaii. So I used to live in Hawaii. And Hawaii is like beautiful all year round. Like 365 is gorgeous all the time. And probably the lowest it gets down to at night or in the evening might be like 50 or 60 degrees or something, like one or two days a year. But primarily it's between 70 and 90 all year round, which is just absolutely gorgeous. And I took uh, DMP and I was just like nonstop sweating. And I was doing 200 milligrams a day, uh, but I was just nonstop sweating the entire time. It definitely works really well, though. It works <laughs> You can also fertilize your plants with it. Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy world we live in where there's a fertilizer that also helps you lose weight, but is also extremely dangerous. I uh, was talking to the owner of the Triggered brand, uh, link down below if you guys want to help out. Um, but there's that uh, that compound BAM-15. Yeah. That's, that's like that. And uh, he mentioned that potentially in the future, they might be bringing in something like that because no other companies out there carry a compound like that. And that's like DNP. However, it doesn't have the peripheral effects of the thermal, like your, your temperature is not going up. So you still get the increase in your metabolic rate, but you don't have the negative effect of cooking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I remember we've talked about that before. Whereas I think you met where we had the analogy where, DNP is kind of like the buckshot shotgun, you know, where it's it's very wide in where, how it works. And then the BAM-15 is kind of like the sniper rifle, you know, where it's it's more direct in its action, not a bunch of satellite effects, I guess. Yes, yes. That's pretty cool, man. I think you, uh, you told me that you started taking HCG. I did. So um, I don't remember what episode it was, but we might be wanting to have a baby, right? So I was like, oh, maybe it's a... Good idea to get my uh, shit checked. So I did like one of those sperm tests from Amazon. Probably just an utter waste of time and money. <laughs> uh, you got to rub one out, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's never <laughs> a waste. I, I, I'm doing another sperm test. <laughs> what what is ten pack? <laughs> value ten well, pack. They said if you do it on a Thursday, it's better. <laughs> um, so then I did um, LH and FSH. And uh, I was basically non-existent. So I uh, started taking HCG, taking uh, 500, um, what is it, 500 micrograms or 500 international I use. I use uh, per week at this moment. Nothing crazy, yeah. but I wanted to do it for like a decent amount of time in a low dose because it's probably effed up, right? So if I can kind of like just give it like a little bit of a try, a turnover, be, you know, if you were bringing it back to like the car analogy if you have your car like and it's not starting you just hold on the crank yeah to, like, try to get it to turn over on your car like you're probably going to break something much faster than if you 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 try it two or three times and then you go like do something else and then you try it two or three times right you make sure all the lights are off and then you come back at least that's how i'm thinking about it so i'm only doing a little bit of hcg every week and have you ever taken hcg before in, yeah, I've taken it before, but it was like, I did it off and on it. Like every six months, I'd do like two weeks of like a high dose um, a couple of years ago. 
but okay. then I then I stopped doing that completely, and so my my stuff's like non-existent. So I don't know if I don't know how quickly I'll be able to get fertility back, but I was also looking into HMG and potentially adding that back in there. So yeah. if I could take the comp, because I think HMG is like a combo of HCG or like FSH, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically the HCG uh, mimics luteinizing hormone. And then, and then it also has the FSH in there. So it covers both bases. So if I could add in something like that, maybe I could also, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I wanted to actually ask you about this because I think you, I think you did a video about this this supplement that I could add in to help with like the sperm quality and or size or whatever. Yeah, the it's not necessarily for the sperm quality. Um, it's more of the quantity of the volume. Um, and that's sunflower lecithin. Uh, it's a super cheap supplement. I think it's like nine bucks a bottle. Um, it used to be all soy lecithin, but um, manufacturers realized a lot of people have negative connotations for soy. So they put it in sunflower. And yeah, that that definitely, I noticed that helped. I mean, it's not like you're going to be fucking Peter North and just shooting ropes across the room, but I definitely noticed an increase. And then there's also like the, the God volume stack, which is like zinc, um, I think it's l-arginine i can't remember maybe citrulline i can't remember what it is but it's like a full stack that you can do but um i mean i would say probably if you were i would probably start with the sunflower lessons then and zinc that would be the two that i saw the most posted do you you probably don't remember off the top of your head but do you know um the dose of something you would take on that for because like you know how like if somebody's like hey what dose would you take a testosterone you'd be like well Depends on what your goal is, right? Like you want to do a show. Okay, cool. Maybe you'll start out at 200 then you, and then go up to 300 and then continue to make adjustments to your protocol. And you might end up going up to 500, might go up to a gram, depending on what else you're taking in. So I wonder what like the dose is for the sunflower lecithin to aid with, you know, uh, the low, the quantity of sperm, right? Um, not offhand. Um, I mean, it's two capsules. I, if I had to guess, I would say it's 600 milligrams each capsule. So whatever, whatever it recommends on the bottle is the dosage that I took. I didn't go crazy with it. Oh, okay. Okay. But I was going to touch on, uh, your dosage of HCG. So I take, I take a thousand IUs a week, you know, split between two shots. Um, that's, that's kind of anywhere from 500 to a thousand is kind of the standard on TRT. For fertility protocols, I mean, I've seen I've seen some pretty hefty ones. I mean, I've seen 500 three times a week, which isn't too crazy, and then I've seen a thousand three times a week. Like it's pretty pretty healthy dosage. So, my my buddy, um, my buddy, when he was like 18 or 19, he started uh, steroids, right? And so he took up to like three plus grams a week at certain points in his life, and yeah. so he's always been on like uh testosterone or, or something and he uh he's like married and wants to have a kid now so this is probably about 18 months ago yeah he was talking to his doctor about this and they put him on uh i think clomid of like 100 milligrams a week or a day i think it is 100 milligrams a day and day then they, is heavy but oh he felt like garbage he felt like utter garbage doing this well, why wouldn't they just put them on like, you know, and clomid? It's just so much better than clomid. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts on that? 
Like why, the, why, the clomiphene's never been FDA approved. So, no, but it's, the, it's the same thing as clomid, right? It's exactly the same thing as clomid, but you're just dropping the bad shit in it. Yeah, you're dropping the zooclomiphene. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, and then, well, also, so HCG has never been approved for male fertility. It's been approved for female fertility. So a lot of these doctors with shit like HCG, you know, even just for TRT or fertility, they're writing it off label. And, you know, a lot of doctors don't really want to do that. So it's just such a, it's such a weird thing that like, this is FDA approved for women. It also does work for guys. It's been proven, you know, through the decades, but we can't prescribe it to you. It's, it's so weird. It's like our regular medical system and like the regular pharmacies are like very limited as to what, you know, what you can get. And then that's where the compounding pharmacies come in, where they have fucking everything, you know, it's, it's like two different medical systems. It's like, Big pharma is like, all right, you know, you've got high blood pressure. Here's a blood pressure pill. Cholesterol, here's a cholesterol pill. You're not feeling 100%. Here's an SSRI. Whereas, you know, outside compounding pharmacies can do so much different stuff. And these, you know, uh, TRT clinic and more like holistic doctors, like they're just so much better mm -hmm. at what they do. It's just, it's sad, man. It's our, our medical system is designed to keep you sick. And that's what's so fucked up. And all this red tape and all this, all this other stuff, it's just, meant to make it difficult it seems like oh it's 100 percent true there's a oh, i forget his name it might be like greg something and Doucette? he's not not too sad he's like um he was like a researcher for uh mortality for like a life insurance company or something like that okay and uh so he you get to see the data and be able to predict like when somebody's gonna die within like a month or something yeah selling life insurance right so that's how they make money and um through this process he was talking about say like insulin or uh diabetes right so yeah. talking about diabetes and he's like diabetes is a hundred and ten billion dollar a year industry yeah do you do you think big pharma wants to lose or get rid of or cure diabetes that's getting rid of a hundred and ten billion dollars of revenue like yeah. if you they want to like cut the no the, that's just insanity and yeah. uh i don't see like what it what's the solution if you have incentives for sickness right like if you have an incentive for sickness right when you when you work yeah. a sales job what do they do they give you an incentive meaning you make more money if you sell more shit right yeah you have an incentive to create more sickness what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Bro, someone inside freaking Pfizer could go up to the CEO and be like, yo, you will not fucking believe this. We just found the cure for diabetes. This is like a $30 billion market once we cure everyone. And the guy's like, $30 billion? We're making 110 a year. Fuck that. Can that thing. Shit can that thing. Go burn the paperwork. Get that out of here. And that's, that's, yeah. re that's the reality of it. And I think we've talked about this in a... I had this idea as to how we could make it work. It won't work this way, but it could work this way. Is it, so, so if the government actually like funded, like not state run pharmaceutical companies, but they like gave like big grants so that these pharmaceutical companies can work and do research to develop medicines that will actually help the population. And then when the product comes to market, you know, the government or, would, would sell this product or it would be sold to the public. And some of the profits would go to the pharmaceutical company. 
that, that made it because they did a good job, but it wouldn't be this crazy exorbitant, you know, $1,300 a month type medicines. Now, with that being said, the government's inept um, at doing shit like this and they're easily corruptible. So you just have, you know, the FDA head go and work with the pharmaceutical company, give the contract to his buddy, and then it would get fucking convoluted. But in a perfect world, if the government paid for research to find cures for diseases that was affecting its citizens, and then the pharmaceutical company made some money on the back end, if it was successful, that could be a good system. But come on. I mean, you you, you know, you can see the where there's a couple holes in there. Have you, I forgot to mention this to you. Have you heard of um, Mark Cuban's company? Yeah. So, so for anybody who has not heard of this, Mark Cuban, the, he was on like Shark Tank and owns, I think, a basketball team or something like that. Um, and didn't, he made most of his money by a startup that he sold probably or something. But anyways, he has yeah. this, you can Google Mark Cuban. If you have a prescription for anything and it costs you more than 20 bucks a month, I would check this site to see if you can get it cheaper. Uh, I don't remember what the site is called. But I can't that, remember offhand. I have an account with them. I haven't ordered anything. I was looking because Cialis was like, bro, it was like 30 bucks for like a 90 day supply. But um, they, can, they can only do generic medicines. That's the thing is it's only the stuff that's, you know, metformin, um, you know, I don't know all of them, but and they have, they have a bunch. They have a yeah. bunch of, I just found it. It's uh costplusdrugs.com. Right? Yeah. So costplusdrugs.com. How do you recommend you guys check this out? Uh, yeah, you pretty like, much pay for the for the prescription. You pay for shipping, and you pay like a handling fee. And, and then 50, I think he just they just mark it up fifteen percent across the board on everything. Yes. Yep. And things like, um, let's see here, insulin are ridiculously cheap. Uh, things like so they have a, they have uh, this drug. Where's the the Alice on here? Met, okay, metformin. Metformin. They have the retail the retail price of metformin extended release because there's different forms of this five hundred and sixty four dollars <laughs> five hundred and sixty four dollars versus their price forty six bucks. Yeah, that's crazy. And metformin's been out forever. I mean, the extended release is probably a newer product, but yeah, bro, the pharmaceutical company is it's the the system is just. I mean. I don't even have to go into it because everyone here listening to it knows it. It's disgusting. It's dirty. It's just designed to, I was actually just talking to my, to my wife about her, her grandparents and her grandpa fucking worked until he died basically because his grandma, her grandma was sick and she needed lots of treatment. So he basically worked until he died to help pay for the medical stuff and prescriptions for his wife. And it's just like, dude, that's disgusting, you know, but if you go over to other countries, other countries actually negotiate the prices of medicines before they even allow them in the country. We don't do any of that. Big Pharma is just like, fuck yeah, semaglutide, thirteen hundred bucks a month, and the government's like, fuck yeah, that sounds fantastic. Whereas in another country, you know, they go there and they have to actually, you know, I heard a statistic that eighty-five percent of the new medicines that come out are basically copies of ones that are already out and don't even have to be better to be FDA approved. Like, think about that. Like, you're just you're just making something that there's already a medicine out there that works, but it's off patent now. So you can't make money on it. So you create something that's not as good, but does rate basically the same thing and you can charge a premium price for it. Think about that. So one of the things that other countries, when they, when a pharmaceutical company presents a medicine, they look at it and say, okay, well, this one's not as good as the other one that's already out there. How are you justifying this medicine? And they have to like justify it to be able to get into the country. 
whereas we don't have any filters. They just pump out whatever, and then they tell, they put out a bunch of marketing materials, tell the doctors how great it is and how wonderful it is and when to prescribe it. And, dude, it's, yeah, they're great they, at making money. Yes, and there's, there's the um, transparency, right? You don't, like, there's no transparency for the end user. There's no transparency for the doctors across the board. And, like... I think that that could that's in the process it's in the very early stages of of changing right like what's if you if if i asked you and i'm asking what what is one reason why you don't just want to go to the doctor because you have no effing fucking idea how much they're going to try to rip you off right? yeah no idea right and um and if it's if there's more ignorance or more of like a uh you know uh just they have the desire to, they're just going to charge you extra prices. Like if they'll charge, you know, $45 for ibuprofen or just dumb shit, <laughs> like absolutely ridiculous. Where when you look at the cost plus drugs.com, the market, yeah. would say, I just pulled up Cialis here. So uh, Cialis is $8 and 40 cents. You're like per pill. No, 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 no. That's what the drug companies charge. It's $8.40 for five milligram, 90 capsules or, or tablets or however they sell it. Yeah. Like 90 of them. $8.40. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's awesome. That's, that's, but you could also, I mean, it's dude, if I've looked at Cialis on like GoodRx and like the pharmaceutical price for like whatever, whatever dosage I take, which is like 10 milligrams dude, for a 90 day supply, it's like 13, 1400 bucks. I'm like, how is how are these two same pills of the exact same medicine eight dollars and forty cents versus thirteen hundred dollars? That's what's disgusting. Because if you if there's no transparency, I've, I've known this since I was a kid. I've talked about it for years and years. Transparency is like helps in so many different ways, right? Like I've used the example of um, of like moss growing in the back of a tree, right? Or like things like that. So if you if the sun comes up, right? And the sun comes up and it has the mosses, you can't grow where the sun comes up because the light is shining on it. The light is the transparency, right? But if you were to somehow take that tree up, uproot it and spin it around so that the moss was now, or just move the things around it so that now the backside of the tree or the part where moss is growing now has sunlight, you know what happens to that moss? It goes away. And that's what this is. Yeah. Zero transparency across the board for consumers or anything. You try to call a doctor and you'd be like, okay, what's the price for this thing? Right. And they will they're, they're like, oh, we can't tell you. We until you see you or this, that, and the other things. We right? have to, we have to bill your insurance company, see what they cover, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's dude, I get I get I've gotten dicked around at the dentist a bunch of times, bro. I went to a dentist. My wife was like, Oh, yeah, they said they take your insurance, this and that. I'm like, okay, perfect, cool. Go there. Two months later, bro, I get like a $400 bill for like a checkup. And then I go to another one. This is over a couple of years. And I go there. And because you go there to a new place, they want to do their full thing. So they're like, oh, we're going to do the x-rays, this and that. I get another random bill. They're like, oh, your insurance company didn't cover the x-rays because we didn't code it as an annual visit. And you had, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, get, how, how much is it? How much does it cost to get x-rays? Come on, get out of here. It's yeah. dude, it's, it's a bloated, complicated system that has been designed from the top down to gouge the consumer. That's it. That's the, it's, it's a, if you could sit there from the top down as a, as a, as an industry and be like, all right, so we've got the FDA in our pocket. 
All right, good. Okay, that's a good start. All right, now we're going to involve a bunch of middlemen in the distribution of the medicines and the insurance company, you know, that's it's been engineered to fuck you. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, the only other thing that's ever been engineered to fuck you that hard is a fucking big ass dildo. That's a, <laughs> it's fucking, it's crazy, man. It's true, bro. It's, it's, it's disgusting. I, um, at some point I'm gonna have to go to, um, the, I, I don't have to, but, but I probably will go get some type of surgery to take care of the hernia, right? I have a hernia in my lower ab area, like right above my groin. And, uh, it would, probably be a good idea at some point to take care of that right and, and you know get it pushed back in or something along those lines and uh part of the reason i don't want to go is because i like i have no idea and so what i'm going to do is just call around to different places and see what they say and most of them are going to not want to give me information and i just won't go to those doctors and yeah. then um you know uh well I'm, I'm assuming you know we talked about it on discount i travel a decent amount right like i've been to a bunch of different countries and um and then i'm gonna start contacting places in other countries and then just schedule a vacation and go do that over there like because yeah. we, we hear about medical tourism right but like i don't know if you've ever thought about actually doing it and like i i'm like i've heard about it and but i've never actually like oh, considered doing it but this is the first thing and, and maybe it's only like 1500 bucks or something like that but then i can go on vacation and over there, it's like, no, yeah, it's 150 bucks. You're in and out in, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah. You know I mean? Bro, you could probably take a vacation and get the procedure, and it would probably cost equal to or less than what it would cost you in the United States. Including the hotel, food, and travel. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's nuts. That is nuts. Right? But like, I, why, not? why not? And then and then I think that, uh, like, I'm at, on, on this front, then we can wrap uh, things up. Um, but... Imagine if like all surgeries were like part of the post treatment was BPC. That'd be right? smart. Be super smart. Right. Just adding in BPC to aid in the recovery and the healing process across the board. Like, uh, Oh, you're having this type of surgery. Great. BPC, right. You're having this type of surgery. Great. BPC because yeah. it's been really super effective and extremely low in terms of a side effect. That makes too much sense, though. I think instead we should give people opiates and just, so, you know, let them zombie out in bed while they recover. And that's that's the smart, that's the idea. Not something then, that will help heal them better, something that will knock them out and possibly get them addicted and overdose. I, I wouldn't be surprised if opioids also slow down the healing, healing process. I would assume I don't so. Data. I don't, I'm going to ask Chad GPT that question. <laughs> I'm going to say it does. I mean, if it slows down pretty much everything, if they're depressants, I mean, it seems like it would slow down everything in your body. And I mean, they make you fucking constipated. They fuck with your liver. I mean. <laughs> okay, let's see what ChatGPT says. Opioids can cause sedation, drowsiness, which can affect the personal person's activity level and potentially interfere with the rehabilitation process. Reduced physical activity could slow down muscle recovery. So yes, right. <laughs> this, this is the, the the paragraph I'm reading right here. Reduced physical activity could slow down muscle recovery by limiting uh, movement and impeding the normal healing process. Additionally, opioids can affect the body's inflammatory response, which is a critical component to the healing process. Right? If you're fucking with the process, <laughs> inflammation, bro. I didn't even think about this before you brought it up. <laughs> You might as well give you heroin. Just be like, hey, good recovery. Here's some black tar heroin. 
Just get addicted while you lay in bed for a couple days. Inflammation is a natural part of the body's response to injury, and it helps initiate the healing process by promoting blood flow, immune cell recruitment, and tissue repair. Opioids can potentially suppress the immune system and dampen the inflammatory response, which might interfere with the body's ability to heal optimally. Bro, that's exactly what they gave me when I got my surgery. They gave me fucking tramadol and Percocet. (laughs) Think about this. Think literally what we the whole conversation we've been having is that when you have an industry that has an incentive for sickness, you're going to get more sickness. Instead of giving you BPC or TV or maybe some HGH for a month or something like that, right? Where you can take these things, the side effects are very low relative to especially something like opioids, which we just saw can affect the inflammatory response, can uh, cause sedation and drowsiness, which then reduces physical activity, which then also reduces your body's ability to recover. Like you're 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 just making the problem fucking worse. Yeah, you're making it better. Yeah, here's a prescription for something that's the opposite of what you need right now. I mean, I'm not taking on pain pills. Depending on the surgery, you do need some pain pills, but they should add in, hey, here's some supplements you can take to help recover faster. Here's BPC, help you recover faster. This and that, you know. But anyway, I think we should wrap this up. I think we're both pretty fired up. I hope you're fired up too. And I hope if you guys get vocal about this shit, because you're not the only one that realizes this. Everyone pretty much realizes it, but no one says it. Everyone just kind of stays in the system. So if you have social media, find some fucking pharmaceutical company memes and blast them. <laughs> also, uh, tag us, uh, Sam, that stole on Instagram or tester levels on Instagram while we still have those accounts. Also, leave a review. That's actually how we grow the channel is by your review. And if you're still listening at this point, right, this is the end of the show, leave us a review. It takes two seconds uh, or share it with a friend, right? Dude, I was actually looking at the analytics on our episodes and I found some interesting trends and we'll talk about that on the next one. So stay tuned and we'll talk to you in a bit. Peace.